You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's a big world out there, and you're just looking for a pat on the back or head. You run around the city, searching for a place to bark, working your tail off with your nose to the ground, sniffing for a few scraps, hoping someone will throw you a bone. You take each lead, collar after collar, hoping one day to take a bite out of success and become the top dog. Fortunately, you come home each day to open arms, open cans, a drink waiting for you, and a comfortable place in front of the TV set. You know you've got it good, really good, because after all, it's a doggy dog world out there. Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with your host, pet expert, and award-winning author, Liz Palaika, and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Hi, welcome to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika, and with me today are my good friends, Petra Burke. Hello. And Kate Abbott. Howdy. And today we're going to be talking about car safety. One of my pet peeves, in fact, I saw it on the way here to the Kindred Spirits Training Yard to record this, is someone driving with a dog on their lap. And this was a big dog. This was an Australian Shepherd. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> We were uh-huh. we were getting ready to make a left turn. My husband and I were in the in the van, and coming up next to us was an SUV, and on this gentleman's lap was a big blue merle Aussie, on the lap between the guy and his steering wheel. And all I could think of was the airbag going off and crushing that dog. Was the window down? The window was down. Yeah, of course. And uh, crushing that dog up against his owner's chest, potentially killing both of them. Oh gosh, yeah. It's just so unsafe. And, and, and after the dog has gotten entangled in the steering wheel and caused an accident. And distracted the driver. Because he was, he saw our dogs in the back of the in the back of our van and was laughing and waving and the dog was barking and usually we see it with the little toy dogs, the chihuahua sticking her head out the window. But it's just totally unsafe. So we're gonna be talking today about all kinds of car safety and everything from where the dogs should ride to restraint systems and even car sickness. So hold on, take a listen to our sponsors and we'll be right back. Sit, stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Pawfume Dog Grooming and Finishing Spray is proud to be a new sponsor of Pet Life Radio. Pawfume Super Long Lasting Sprays are available in four unique fragrances. Each Pawfume spray is fortified with the finest conditioners and detanglers to make combing out your dog more fun. Pawfume retails for only $2 per 6-ounce bottle. Pawfume is available nationwide at all Dollar General and Family Dollar stores. Why pay more to have your dog smell great? Pawfume, P-A-W-F-U-M-E. It's time for school for you and your friends, your furry best friends. Train your dog the fun and easy way with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Teacher's Pet host, Pia Silvani, teaches you step-by-step how to train your dog the fun and easy way. You get eight 30-minute live audio training sessions, complete transcripts of each session, plus a basic training manual to get you and your dog off to a great start. Training begins the moment you bring your dog home. 
Teacher's Pet Sessions offers positive reinforcement training to shape your dog's behavior and encourages upbeat, enthusiastic responses to ensure that your dog will enjoy learning. Teacher's Pet Sessions dog training is fun at both ends of the leash. So listen, learn, and laugh with your dog with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Get your copy of Teacher's Pet Sessions Volume 1 today. To order, go to teacherspetsessions.com. Hi, this is Pia Salvani, your host. Bring your dog, tug toy, and treats, and get ready to have some fun. TeachersPetSessions.com Attention passengers, please fasten your seatbelts, put your seatbags and sleeping pets in their full upright position, and prepare for takeoff. Pet Life Radio presents Travel Tales, the show where you'll get great travel ideas on perfect places for you and your pet. From Paris to paradise, south of the border to the South Seas, Travel Tales will give you cool tips on fun vacation destinations to travel with your pet, pet-friendly hotels, and advice on how to travel safely and happily with your furry best friends. So get ready to pack the bags and the bones with your Travel Tales hosts, Susan Sims and Nicholas Veslowski, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. Today, Kate, Petra, and I are going to be talking about car safety. And I guess the first thing that we need to talk about is why we have to even pay attention to this. Because I like to take my dogs with me everywhere I go that I can. Oh, so do I. Definitely. But I I think the important thing is we make sure everybody, humans, are restrained in the car. Why not our pets? Sure. Especially they're the ones that, like Liz mentioned, react when another car comes up and there's a dog in it. How many times have we seen the dog go whoosh on the other end of the car? Or back and forth, back and forth. Or jump to the front or to the back. I sit there going, oh my God. You're going to end up in an accident. Yeah. So there's... Dog could cause an accident by distracting or interfering with the driver. Mm-hmm. Uh, little dogs on the lap, that doesn't mean they're not going to jump down and get between your foot and the brake pedal. Oh, exactly. Yeah. And especially with people eating in the car, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, there's a Cheeto. Get after yeah. it. You know. <laughs> yeah. Then there's the dangers of the, the dog putting his head out the window, bugs in the eyes, or, or the dog jumping out. We had a client yeah. who yeah we did who said her dog jumped out of the car. Luckily, mm-hmm. she was okay. Now she was even her daughter, her teenage daughter, was holding the dog on the lap, right in the passenger side, right. That still didn't stop the dog from jumping out. I mean, right. you can't right. do it. You can't react as fast. Oh, as I dog. think there was. I, I saw it wasn't too long ago. Dog literally halfway out the window, and all he sees is the owner holding onto the collar. Yeah. But they're just comfortable driving around, and the dog is. Literally half out the window, just enjoying himself, the wind blowing in his face. And I'm thinking, oh, my God. And the bugs. Yeah. Figure all the injuries could happen to the animal. Or of a sudden stop or swerve or something. Yeah. The collar is not going to restrain the dog. Dog's going to go out the window. I thought, stupid. (laughs) And then then, uh, what happens if there's an accident? 
you know, what's going to happen to your dog if, uh, if somebody hits you or you hit somebody else? If your dog's not restrained, he's going to go flying. A couple of years ago, uh, there was an article in the paper about a gentleman who was driving in a van with, I, I don't remember the details, I'll say four small dogs. He went off the road in a mountain area, and it was a couple of days before he was found. And the other three dogs died on impact. Only one dog survived to hang out with him and keep him alive. But you know, they were just thrown around, and that the tumbling of the car and the impact and all of that killed the dogs. Oh, sure. Yeah, sure. Well, then if you, you know, and then we, you and I, well, not saw it. We saw the aftermath of what could happen if your dog is restrained in a crate. Fine. But you got to restrain the crate. Right. Especially if it's in the back of... We're assuming it was a pickup, because all we found was the dog in the crate, and unfortunately the dog did not make it. Because then the dog wasn't even in the crate when you found no, it. No, it's a crate that what didn't it didn't kill him. It's crate apparently bounced, popped open, popped open, and then got hit by dog a car. Got hit. Yeah. Um, and they were found what five hundred yards apart. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Very sad. Poor, poor little dog. Yeah, and then Kate did some research. It says a 30-pound dog can exert 900 pounds of force in a 30-mile-per-hour collision. I mean, that's amazing. That's about going through a residential area. I mean, you 30 use miles 25, an hour. but you know, a lot of us, okay, cheat a little bit, go 30. That's comes, a lot. Here comes the kid you always see in driver safety, bouncing the ball, and then it rolls out into the street. And you slam the brakes on, and there goes your 30-pound dog. Boom. That is just amazing. And even if he doesn't hit you, and the, the pressure on the dog, he slams into the front dashboard. Oh, he's dead. Yeah. Yeah. Or the back headrest of your seat. Yeah, he's he's dead. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about different ways to restrain the dog then. First of all, he needs to be out of the front seat if at all possible because that's where airbags are that's where the airbags are especially the newer are. vehicles i know right. old ones don't have the passenger one but new ones do. and and the airbag hitting a dog of any size could potentially kill him it's hard enough on humans when airbags well sure off. the oh, airbags yeah. can cause a lot of injuries you know it's it's usually not life-threatening and it's better than the alternative right but it can still still cause injuries so on a dog i mean that's and an unrestrained dog at that right i mean that's as i found out today airbags are called srs secondary restraint system <laughs> <laughs> the first one is the seat belt okay kate's full of trivia <laughs> <laughs> and the seat belt that's probably one of the most popular restraint systems for dogs is harnesses that are made specifically to be hooked to a closed seat belt so most of them have uh, either a loop that the seat belt can go through and hold the dog in one position. He can shift back and forth, but he can't really leave that seat position. He could sit up or lay down. And that's probably one of the most popular systems. Second, I'm going to say crates. Mm-hmm. I know Liz and I use it a lot, um, You know, whether it's in the back of a van or like in the, the pickup. I strap down the crates very securely if they're in the back of the truck. But the dogs are safe in there. Mm -hmm. And with the crates, I think we need to talk about what size. We don't want to put a medium-sized dog in a Great Dane crate (laughs) because then he's bouncing around in there and he's still got the potential of of being harmed. So when my husband and I had the pickup, we used crates that were really just a little small. The dogs could shift around, but they were a little smaller than the crates we would use in the house. 
And that way, if we did have to brake suddenly or swerve, the dog would shift, but he wasn't going to be bounced around too much. Exactly. And what we did with our crates is we actually put a bolt through the, the bottom of the crate and through the bed of the truck and then had a cargo net on top, so it was doubly secured. But that doesn't make it easy for the crate to come in and out. I'm sort of geek. Sometimes I just amuse myself. Um, <laughs> in her own world. I mean, well, we fly on the airlines and you put something over in the overhead compartment. And uh-huh. it's, it's, caution, contents may have shifted, shifted during the <laughs> flight. And I'm thinking, you don't want your dog to be shifted during travel. <laughs> The whole idea is to keep them safe and restrained. If only Kate would go down that weird road. <laughs> that way. Uh, yes, and that's why we like to keep her around. She's so amusing. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, barriers. Barriers Many... are good for keeping the dog from distracting the uh, uh, driver. Right. But they're not as great about protecting the dog, because it's still something they're going to slam into, and... And if and, they're in the back of an SUV, they can still bounce around. Yeah, and I'm, I've seen the way some people install their barriers, and frankly, I mean, that would just going to come loose and be part of the missile headed towards the back of your head. I yeah. agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, you know... It can help prevent yeah. an accident by yeah. not disturbing the driver. It, it'll keep the passenger from ever bouncing on, on, on the driver. But as far kind of as, way I think about it. Yeah, yeah but as far as safety, I wouldn't necessarily keep yeah. it. They rely upon it. There's yeah. also, I'm not quite sure what they're officially called. I, I call them like hammocks or slings. Yeah. I think those actually are more for the dog's comfort and for protecting the back seats. They don't restrain the dog. No. I've seen them installed in cars <laughs> and SUVs, and the dog has, it turns the back seat into a nice little hammock, hammock area for mm-hmm. the dog and probably does a really good job from protecting the upholstery. However... They shouldn't be assumed to be restraint systems because as far as I know, there's no seatbelt hookup for them. There's no, no other restraint in there that's just putting the dog in a nice, comfortable I've place. I've seen a few that have that as an extra, but that's not the primary restraint. Right. 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 right, right, right. Boosters for little dogs. I got them. I've got one for my palm, and uh, it does have a harness har- looking. Yeah, harness-looking thing in the booster seat to hold them in place and the booster seat is oh my god it has so many latches and things (laughs) (laughs) that will not go anywhere in my car (laughs) you tied to this and that and this i'm like okay you're safe in there safer than me it's almost like a five-point harness for a dog booster seats it's incredible get thrown around too yeah so if you've got a dog that's if you if your car can't fit a crate that's big enough for your dog then you've got a harness um and if you can't find a harness small enough for your dog then go for the booster seat with latch up sure yeah that way now one thing we mentioned crates but let's talk about the types of crates oh yeah because there are several different types personally i think either the wire solid wire that's more like a cage or the plastic heavy plastic crates are probably the best the soft-sided crates can probably keep the dog in one spot but they're not going to give a lot of protection no no because i mean you still you see dogs move around in there they're just moving and how many dogs have we heard of that chewed their way out of those exactly right exactly so the nice part is some of those actually have connections so they can be secured easily 
Right. And they're a little more convenient to take and put away when you're not sure. using them. But not as much. You know, not as much protection. Right. Life is always a trade-off. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's talk a little bit about, well, before we go on to, to tips about safety, let's talk about training. Because that's, that's what we're all about, and I think training has a big part of keeping a dog safe. One of the things that we see here at the Kindred Spirits Training Yard is people opening the car door and the dog dashing out without a leash on, running up and down. Yeah, how many times have we just stood in the yard and watched them try to call their dog, and dogs, hey, this is fun, let's go visit them and them and that. And, and meanwhile, the dog's running on the street. Yep. I think a big part of car safety is teaching the dog to wait for permission to get in the car and out of the car. How many times we've gone traveling and we've stopped at a restaurant or at the gas station or whatever, open the car door and the dogs wait. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not just daily living, but traveling also. Well, and then Kate had the experience of breaking down on the freeway. Oh, there was an accident on the freeway, right. yeah. And put my dogs in a friend's car, four-door sedan, and somebody left one of the back doors open. So midnight on a fairly busy highway. In the fog. In the fog. And two black dogs <laughs> that would not have been seen at all um, were sticking their heads out the door going, can we get out and play? Can we please? Can we play on the freeway, please? But they did not get out, even though I hadn't said anything. They know they're not supposed to get out or in without permission. It's habit. Even well, in another car. And I think in that case, they're probably more worried if you are making a phone call. And that's what will happen when you're in an accident. You're not going to think about, you know, shutting all the doors. you got so many things trying distracting you. Are the people okay? Is the traffic coming? Did you call 911? Blah, blah, blah. All these things going through your head. Somebody will leave a door open. Sure. Right? So having your dogs trained to stay there until permission is great. Life-saving. Which is a good, you know, that is our goal, is to train our dogs for those emergency, but just for everyday life, it's nice too. Mm -hmm. But I was talking to a friend who is a former EMT. They love to see dogs in a, they don't love to go to accidents, but when they do and they see a crate, there's like a sigh of relief knowing that that animal is safe. They can deal with a human. And that dog isn't trying to protect his incapacitated human. Yeah. I know darn well that if something happened to me, Bashir and Riker, Archer would probably just give kisses. Yeah. But Bashir and Riker would probably defend me to the death if, yeah. if some strange yeah. men tried to do something. So you're in an accident and you need medical attention, but they can't do it because your dogs are there. And they're probably injured too, which is only contributing to their Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or getting out and running around on the freeway and getting hit themselves. I mean, it's just... Right. I, I can do all sorts of dire scenarios in my head. <laughs> And hopefully none of these will ever happen, knock on wood. But that's why we, we take these steps. We that's why the we train. And try to protect right. against it. So the way that we teach the wait is we have the dog on leash to wait before getting into the car. We have him sit. We give him the verbal command wait. We open the car, have the dog maintain the sit until we give him a release and tell him, okay, in the car. And then do the same thing on the way out. Have the dog on leash, sitting in the car, open the car door, and then give him permission to come out. And as they get better at it, has sit, wait, open door, close door, open door, close door, climb in the car, climb out of the car, have the dog wait, load the groceries in the car, load the groceries out of the car, have the dog wait, 
but just prepare him for, for all different kinds of scenarios. That's right. A student was telling me the other day, she has one of those vans where you push the button and the door slides on its own, opens oh, up. Oh, yeah. And she'd been to Petco, but left her dog in the car. And coming out, she hit that button and bang, her Australian <gasps> Shepherd came bounding oh, out. Oh, oh, and dear. who was that strange man that was pushing the cart behind her and he <gasps> charged him? Oh. He didn't make contact, but he charged him. And then he got distracted by somebody else taking their dog into Petco. I mean, oh, it was, no. It was a lot of fun, <laughs> apparently. And yeah. let's talk <clears throat> about training the cum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The come when called. Oh, dear. <laughs> yes, yes, lots of training. You know, training, is not, <laughs> training is not just for the obedient show ring or whatever. It's for everyday, everyday life. life. Keeping, you're not safe keeping them as right. a companion for you. All right, well, we need to take a break for our sponsors, but hold on. We'll be right back with all kinds of, of tips for keeping your dog safe. So hold on. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Give your dog some thought with Dog Thoughts. It's the iPhone application that everyone's talking about. What do you think of this? A man in Davis, California says he's invented an application for the iPhone that claims it can read your dog's mind. Huh? No, it's true. Now, I've read about it on my cat's Twitter page. That's fine. Jay Leno talked about it, CBS reported on it, and now you can see what all the buzz is about. Created just for dog lovers, Dog Thoughts makes taking photos of your furry best friend more fun. Shake your dog and read his mind. <gasps> on your iPhone, of course. Take a pic of your pup, shake your phone, and watch as his thoughts appear on the screen. Does he have a bone to pick with you, or is he having a tail-wagging day? Get your Dog Thoughts iPhone app today. Just 99 cents. Go to PetLifeRadioPromotions.com. That's PetLifeRadioPromotions.com. Greetings, human. What planet am I on? Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, Candid Pictures of You and Your Pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No. To my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Coast to coast and around the world, it's all behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, this is the place for a special paparazzi treat. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. 
Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika, with my good friends, Petra Burke and Kate Abbott. And today we're talking about car safety. In the first half of our show, we talked about some different restraint systems, like using wire or plastic crates, not particularly soft-sided crates, but the hard crates. We talked about seatbelt harnesses. We talked about uh, barriers in the car and a variety of other safety things. But let's talk about some tips we can add to these systems to help keep your dog safe. First one we talked about was teaching the weight in and out of the car. That's definitely important. And until you have a good weight, keep your dog on leash before you open the door. Well, you know what? Hold Even after you've leash. got a good weight, yeah. Let's use the leash. Yeah. First of all, it's a law. Right. And many times, even if you use a weight, because we've, we've seen it. I think we've seen everything watching our parking lot. You know, people coming in and go, even after the weight, you see the dog come out. And they're like, woohoo, we're here. And dash. And how many people lose or, the leash and the dog's running around the leash on? I'm sitting here looking at our parking lot and looking at a bunny rabbit popping around out there. I can, oh, you yeah. know, there are too many dogs that would sit still and let a dog, a uh, bunny rabbit uh-huh. go bouncing by. Yep. So unloading or loading and hold the leash firmly. Common sense. Keep a current ID tag on your dog. And if he's got a microchip, and I hope he does, keep that, uh, keep that up to date. In fact, I just got a renewal notice for Archers that I have to renew his, uh, his uh, home again registration for his microchip. That happened a couple of weeks ago. Somebody picked up a couple of strays, no IDs. They were microchip, but the chips weren't registered. So that was useless. Yeah. So have have identification on them. Um Petra and I were talking a few weeks ago that we used to in in a galaxy far, 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 far away, away. <laughs> <laughs> we used to do tattoos on the dogs because that was the way of identifying the dog. You put uh your social security number or the dog's AKC number on the inside of his thigh and then registered that tattoo. Nobody seems to do that anymore. We certainly don't do it anymore. But the problem with the microchip is it's not visible. And we don't have readers at home. So when a dog shows up at your door, the only thing he's really got is that tag. So have an Here's a new thought. Tattoo the word microchip. Oh, the dog. <laughs> Didn't you know they're microchips? <laughs> the mind boggles. Um, that's like the Quaker oat thing, right? Where he's holding the box of Quaker oats, he's holding the box of Quaker oats, he's holding the box. Well, it still doesn't do any good if you don't register the chip. <laughs> Let's put a good current ID tag on the dog with, ideally, your cell phone. Yeah. Not necessarily your home phone. Your cell phone. I mean, almost all of us have cell phones nowadays, and we have it with us all the time. If then if you're traveling? If you're traveling, you've got your cell phone. Exactly. If, if you have only your home phone on there, then the people get your voicemail. Because <laughs> you're out looking for your dog with your yeah. cell phone. Another thing is, let's talk about the stuff you carry in your car. Now, I have a big van. A big full-size van. We call her the fancy van. Liz loves her van. I love my van. 
And people laugh at me because I've always got a lot of stuff in my van. I have a first aid kit for people and dogs that would cover just about anything that happens. <laughs> in case of nuclear attack, please see Liz. Liz. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? That first aid kit's come in handy for all kinds oh, of stuff. Oh, gosh, it has. Now, thing with the first aid kit, you got to go through it once in a while and throw out the expired stuff and replenish it and replenish the things that have been used. And I do try to do it every every six months or so, although there was one time I got a little late and I realized the Pepto-Bismol was about three years expired, but... Oops. <laughs> Good thing we didn't need it. <laughs> But anyway, you do have to go through and, and replenish it. But a first aid kit with everything. And to know what to do with all that stuff. So the American Red Cross does have pet first aid classes. Yes. So it would be nice to be able to know what am I supposed to do with this gauze bandage? And how do I appropriately put it on my dog? And, and have a little co uh, condensed version first aid well, book in there. Exactly. Uh, mine has one for people and one for dogs. Which, by the way, you get with the pet, uh, American Red Cross first aid kit. <laughs> <laughs> and no, we do not uh, work for the American Red Cross. However, we do host their first aid clinics. <laughs> we are believers in them. <laughs> but, yeah, the first aid kit is very important. We've got one here at the training yard. I've got one in my van. And it's always, always available. Some other stuff we need to carry. Um, water. So she going to go on a trip. I know we always carry water. Especially um, if we're going across the desert. Ice is great. I think that's wonderful. Especially going across the desert mm -hmm. like we've done on our trips. Mm -hmm. um, dogs are crated. Bowl in there. Put ice. Melts a little slower. and They like to chew on it. Keeps them busy. I remember one particular trip my husband and I made. We had gone up to the uh, Sierra Nevada Mountains, Sequoia National Forest. And on the way back, not in the fancy van, but in a previous vehicle, the air conditioning went out. Oh, Oh, no. It was hot. We had two big-coated dogs, German Shepherds, and no AC. And we were coming down the mountains and then over Fresno, Bakersfield. So we stopped. Our dogs were in crates. I stopped at a 7-Eleven. We got big 10-pound blocks of ice and put a 10-pound block of ice in with each dog. It melted, their bellies were all wet, they could lick it, and the air coming in the crate over the ice provided a very primitive source of air yep. conditioning. But you know what? The dogs made it, they were okay, they didn't get overheated. Paul and I were probably harder, hotter than the dogs were. <laughs> so, yeah. I remember driving that same stretch one summer. And I waited till dark, thinking it would be cooler. It wasn't. But it would, did allow me to drive without most of my clothes on and not worry about people seeing me. <laughs> oh I had to stay cool enough. Did I just share that with a woman? Yes, you, you did. did. Okay. <laughs> anyway. We will not tell you what kind of vehicle Kate drives. <laughs> it was many years ago, okay? That's just such an interesting visualization. Oh boy. It was very, very hot. <laughs> Next time, sit on a block of ice, all right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. Now we don't know what stressed. to say. <laughs> Let's talk about windows. Okay. Be careful with your target and the window. It, it, you don't want him to jump out. You want enough ventilation that there's some air. 
So if your dog is restrained to a seatbelt harness, you could probably roll it down halfway or so, just enough to keep his head in. But don't roll the window all the way down, allow him to put his head out, or worse yet, if you're ignoring us and letting your dog run loose in the car, <laughs> he could go out the window. Or you can end up like my grandparents, Pug, who was, you know, one-eyed Sam for Ugh. most of his life. Because he, you know, he let the dogs hang their head out. And, uh, yeah, uh, it was just a bug. Mm-hmm. But at 65 miles an hour, that was a bug in the eye. eye. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Um, there are also window grates or screens. Now in the back of the van, I can open the windows and we've got screens. Keeps the dogs in and the bugs out. And that's wonderful. Uh, in the back of your shell on your truck, you put uh I put up wire. That, that plastic-coated steel grating that you use, use for, for uh, shelving. Uh-huh. I put that up over the back. So that and that does a couple things. It keeps silly hands out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And my windows are low enough that if the dog fell against it, I was worried about the screen not keeping them in, not being sure. strong enough. So mm-hmm. I wanted a little more support for them. Sure. Yep, Definitely. Also, how about the dog hitting the buttons of electric windows? So, I, I was that to, you? I have to admit, I, that happened to me too. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was it was, it was huh. Virginia's one uh-huh. of her toy poodles. Yeah. Yeah. Went over to the. It was in the back seat. That part was good, but not in a harness. And she went over and stepped on the armrest, and that's where the button was. And so she started pushing the window up. Well, rather than pull her head in, she just stepped taller <laughs> and kept stretching her neck. And, you know, I glanced back and she was in danger of uh, guillotining herself. <laughs> so I was able to slam that emergent, that uh, lock door, window lock uh-huh. up front because I was driving. I'm like, let's get that dog. <laughs> But I had to pull the car over and stop because I had to lock it so she didn't guillotine herself. But, but nobody could reach back there and get her. Yes. And now she was oh. stuck and couldn't pull her head head back in. And see, we do these podcasts so you learn from our experiences. Or most of Kate's, at I least. I know better <laughs> All of my dogs are maimed or injured in some way. Now, let's let's talk real quick about car sickness. We don't have a lot of time left, but this is a common problem. We hear about it often. When Petra and I went down to uh, the Australian Shepherd Breeder where we got Bashir and Logan, <laughs> the breeder had oh, been God. kind enough to feed the puppies before we picked them up mm-hmm. and apparently fed them a huge meal. I guess she felt that we weren't going to feed them ever again. <laughs> And we hadn't even hit the freeway before baby puppy Bashir went erp all over Petra. Right on my lap. Oh. And it was... See, another reason you shouldn't have your dog on your lap. Yeah. (laughs) It was a huge meal. Luckily, he never got car sick again. (laughs) And we did put him in crates. And Ah, we did hit the freeway. Yes, we did. So I could dry off my lap. (laughs) (laughs) And just in case the other one erped too. (laughs) There's a couple things with car sickness. One, lots of very positive rides. A lot of times the only place a puppy goes is to the veterinarians to get a shot. And so they get stressed. Oh my gosh, that's going to happen to me again. So I like to tell people, throw them in the car, go up and down your street, stop, give them a cookie, let them out. Give some positive rides. Yeah, and it comes to psychological association. Mm-hmm. I get in this thing and I go somewhere and I get hurt. Or scared. Or scared. Or it's just not fun. Right. So making it a fun thing for them. 
definitely. There are some natural remedies for uh, car sickness. Rescue remedy is made by Bach Flower, B-A-C-H, Bach Flower, usually in health food stores, uh, to name a few uh, uh, brands. Uh, Trader Joe and Henry's usually have them, but health food stores will. And that's an anti-anxiety homeopathic remedy. You can put it directly in the dog's mouth, or you can uh, put it in his water. Um, ginger. Ginger is usually pretty good. Uh, peppermint is good. Peppermint tea is great if you can get the dog to drink it out of his water bowl. B-complex vitamins are supposed to be very good. Now, I, I have to admit, I've used bok flour, I've used peppermint, I've used ginger. I haven't tried the B-complex vitamins. Pet comb. I've heard of that. Have you heard of that? Yeah. yeah I've heard of it. I haven't those. personally tried it either, but um, I've, I've heard mm, of it's it. It's probably like box. So, yeah. Some of the commercial things like Dramamine that you take for car sickness or boat sickness, I would definitely talk to your veterinarian first. I'm sure you have to be very careful with the dosage, and yeah. I don't know what effect Dramamine might have on dogs. So definitely don't self-medicate your dog. Talk to your veterinarian first. But if your dog does get car sick, you might want to try some of the uh, the herbal remedies first or the more natural. The other thing is, is don't get angry at your dog if he herps in the back of the car. It's not his fault. <laughs> there is a good reason to have that hammock in the back. Yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah. Plus towels, paper towels. Uh, you know, somebody blankets. even mentioned they put newspapers down and they thought that the smell of the newspapers had a calming effect on the dogs. And I don't know about that. No, I have to admit, I've never heard that one. That's an interesting idea. Hmm. Maybe it just kept the owner calmer knowing that the cleanup was going to be, be easier. easier. Yeah. Sure, sure. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, traveling sure. with dogs, you can never have enough towels on board. Oh, oh my gosh, that's so true. Mm-hmm. Or, or paper towels even, or yeah. what? just something plastic bags paper towels towels vinegar for cleanup yep yep exactly yep. well and if your dog does get hot and you don't have a tim bach uh, a vice <laughs> you can get the towel wet and have them lay yeah. on it and that'll help sure sure um, muddy paws all the above yeah yep, exactly well if you've listened to our podcast previously you know that patra kate and i love to travel with our dogs our dogs are with us almost all the time so we've got a lot of experience in this stuff, including the cleanup. The big thing with traveling with your dog, whether it be to the pet store, the veterinarian's office, a camping trip, or, or across the country, is be safe. Keep yourself safe, keep your dog safe, and be prepared. Whether it be having the first aid kit, water, ice, water from home for drinking. Don't forget the water bowl. An unspillable bowl is wonderful. And then the restraint system, so the dog is safe in your car. And with all the preparation, training, and safety, then you'll have a better trip. Yep, exactly. You know, and I was just thinking, we, the way we were talking about it, we live in California. We don't worry about really cold weather. But when you and I went across the country, yep. we made sure the dogs had a lot of blankets mm-hmm. to bury in, or, you know, to get nice and warm. Well, let's see. We hit um, <laughs> Montana, and there was an ice storm. The next morning, we left, and there was ice on the bridges. Oh, uh-huh. my God. And it was your turn Wyoming. to drive, and you pulled over and gave me the yeah, truck and exactly. said, I ain't driving on this. It's her truck. I <laughs> <laughs> drive over icy roads with no. her truck. <laughs> I ain't taking the blame for this. <laughs> that was 
<laughs> I think that was her words. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, everything. We, we went cross country with four dogs. Yeah, we did. And they were crated. And remember, we yep. had lots of blankets because we did hit a lot of cold, cold yep. weather. Yep. Sure. And the we, dogs curled up and they were all warm. We made sure they were warm. Yep. and We had two puppies at that we time. We did. Yep. We worry more about overheated cars in this area, but so yeah, yeah. cars can turn into refrigerators too. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And before we say goodbye, don't leave your dog in your car. Definitely. Not. Don't leave him unattended. He can get stolen. A car can heat up much faster than you expect. Or in those winter climates, he can get very cold. Mm-hmm. But don't leave him in your car. Make plans ahead of time to keep him safe when you have to leave the car. And just general car safety. Remember that antifreeze is quite dangerous to dogs, quite toxic, and they like the taste of it. it. Tastes like Kool-Aid, I've been told, and it's quite dangerous to them. I will say, Paul and I do make the uh, the investment that our vehicles. Well, we only have two that take antifreeze. <laughs> the Volkswagen doesn't. Neither do the motorcycles. They do have the um, the pet safe, safe. An- the pet safe antifreeze. It's more expensive. But we figure our dog's health is worth it, just in case any spills. It's not that much more expensive. Not just, anymore, but it was. Yeah, yeah. You, can't, you can't expect other people out on the roads. When you stop at those rest stops, oh, don't yeah. let your dog drink out of that puddle in the parking lot. Especially yeah. to have a green sheen. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, we'll let you go. <laughs> just keep yourself safe, keep your dog safe, and enjoy those trips. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Happy trails. Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.